Open Heavens is here once again from the 20th of September to the 28th of November under the theme As Soon As Zion Travelled. Venue, Porter City Mutual Prom Prom. Morning, afternoon and evening sessions with Prophet Nanase Opukusakodie. Apostle Paul said, outwardly we perish, but inwardly we are renewed day by day. Amen. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen. They will mount out its wings as eagles. Amen. They will run, they will never be weary. Amen. They will walk and they will never faint. Amen. The benefit of seeking the face of God. Amen. They that seek me, they will find me. Yes, Lord. Draw near unto me and I will draw near unto you. Yes, Lord. Amen. May the Lord reward you immensely for your waiting upon Amen. Me. Because of your love and commitment, even in the midst of heavy rain, you pass through to come and seek the Lord. Amen. That says the Lord. I will disappoint your enemies. Amen. Amen. I will make you a sign and a wonder. Amen. You will not just experience miracle. You yourself will be a miracle. Amen. Everyone will watch you in amazement and say, this can only be God. Yes, Lord. May that become your testimony. Amen. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. Yes. But every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That means that when you are, when you are, you are not living by physical bread. You have to live by spiritual bread. Amen. It means that when you mix all the two, it is not in your good interest. Yes, sir. Man shall not live by bread alone. It means that anytime you are fasting, there must be a higher appetite for God's word. Amen. And today may the word benefit you. Amen. Amen. All right, Lord, anoint these lips of clay in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. Let's take it out from somewhere. Uh, yesterday we were talking about First Samuel chapter thirty, verse number six. Come to verse number six. And David was greatly distressed for the people's pack of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grief. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. His God. Wow. Verse eight. And David inquired of the Lord. I'm going to talk about this thing very strong. Saying, shall I pursue after this truth? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them. And without faith, recover all. Only two people hear what I said. Hallelujah. Amen. Everything of value was lost. Family and possessions. When David returned, everything of value, wife, children, possessions, were lost. I told you that um, David made a little mistake. I don't know. I still couldn't understand why she left all the people and um, took all the soldiers away and left his family behind. Now, when you go back to 1 Samuel chapter 27 from verse number 1, you realize that at the time he did that, he was in the Philistines' camp. Now, let's read this thing. I'll run. And David said, to, said in his heart, I shall, not, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines. 
Amazingly, he was driven from the company of the covenant people to the hidden. Um, and Saul shall dis despair of me to seek me anymore in any course of Israel. So shall I escape out of his hand. Now, let me tell you the miracle about this one. By the time a president in a country and the whole army is chasing you, you need God to escape. There is something we call military intelligence. And they seem to know a bit. So this thing is a miracle. At the point, David realized that it's becoming too dangerous. Let's keep reading verse number two, if you are with me. And David arose and he passed over with the 600 men that were with him unto Achish, the son of Moab, king of Gath. So this is another thing. When David ran away, he ran to a section of the Philistines called Gath. If you remember, that is where Goliath is coming from. So these are the people that one day David killed their champion. And David ran to them. You can be under so much pressure that you go where you are not supposed to go. But somehow, if God is with you, in the midst of all these things, the interesting thing is that God must be with you. So he ran to them. Now look at what happened. And God gave him favor. And David dwelt with Achish at Gath. And he and his men, every man with his household, even David with his two wives, and he knew him the Jezelite and Abigail the Camarite, Nabal's wife. Oh, David. May you be delivered. <laughs> and it was told so that David was fled to God and he sought no more again for him. Because that is a place Saul couldn't come. So when Saul heard that David has run away to God, that means that Saul has set all kinds of spies around David. Because when he ran, he was able to get the information that he's run. And at that time, the reason Saul didn't seek for him that he knew David is going to be killed. Because that is the place you went, where you went is where you killed the champion of the people. But somewhere, somehow, God preserve him. If God be for you. The reason we are fasting, the reason we are seeking the face of God is that I told you in the afternoon session, I think I preached for a very long time, and I said that. Fasting is psychologically telling God that I cannot make it alone. My strength cannot accomplish this. If you don't help me, there is nothing I can do. You might not say that exactly, but psychologically, that is exactly what you are telling God. Now, fasting is a demonstration of absolute dependence on God. That where it has come to, I need your help. So I'm sacrificing everything, my food, and I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm coming to you for help. David um, escaped the hands of Saul. Let's keep reading. And David said unto Achish, If I have found now grace in thy eyes, let, let them give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there. For why should thy servant dwell in the royal city with thee? Now this is an interesting thing. It was not too long when David has killed Goliath. Because it was few years, it was few time when Saul started chasing him. Are you getting the point now? So actually, the king of kings, uh, the Achish that accepted David, also has the memory that this is the guy that killed our champion. I mean, but somehow, some way, somehow, the guy accommodated David. 
And it came back to the scripture that said, The heart of the king is in the hands of God. He turned it whatsoever he will it. So don't worry about even when you have to go to your enemies, God has power to turn their heart. Now let's keep reading. And David said unto Achis, and Achis gave David Ziglag. Everybody says Ziglag. That day, wherefore David, wherefore Ziglag pertaining unto the kings of Judah unto this day. So normally the Philistines, they share border with Israel. And David gave him. So it's like I told you yesterday, it's like Egypt and, and Goshen. Goshen. So it's like part of the land, but at a point, I think it became even possession of the kings of Judah. So Achis gave Ziglag to David. That is where all the trouble started. And from where I read of David and his men stay in Ziklag. And they went out somewhere. By the time they came, their wife and their, their, their children and their properties, everything valuable was, was taken by the Amalekite. Amen. Mm. This is where we are taking it from. So coming back to 1 Samuel chapter number 30. The Bible said, come back to verse number 6. And David was greatly distressed for the people's pack of stoning him because the soul of the people was grief, every man for his sons and daughters. But, but, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Today God said, God told me something, he said, if you have to recover what the enemy has stolen from you, you must deal with discouragement. Maybe I'll say it again. Those here will hear it. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. So if you have to recover, then you have to have the spirit of dealing with the spirit of discouragement. To encourage yourself in the law means that you have escaped discouragement. I'm teaching. Amen. Has the devil stolen something from you? I don't think there is anybody around that something after of you has not been stolen. Health, integrity, dignity, money, blessing, favor. Whatever the enemy has stolen, it is not different from what happened to David. If you have to get the thing back, so recovery cannot happen when you are discouraged the first principle is this huh? when you go back to verse number 8 the bible said and David inquired of the Lord with discouragement you will not inquire the word inquire is another word for praying and seeking the face of God. That means that, number two, you have to also understand that when the enemy comes and steals something from you, you don't go to the enemy's camp because you think you are strong. David seek the face of God and inquire of the Lord. And when he inquire, he asks two questions. Shall I pursue after this troop? Second question, shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered and said, you. That means that you can be sure that when you go you will not be killed. Because you are not going by your own strength. You are going depending on divine strength. Amen. Why am I depending on divine strength? Because the Lord has said, pursue. That is why we cannot do this recovery with just eating and filling our stomach. We cannot do that. Because 
the Amalekites are one of the dangerous people that Israel has to deal with. Deuteronomy chapter 7. God even told Israel that it is not you that conquered the land. I have to give the people to you. Look at it. When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whether thou goest to possess it, and has cast out many nations before thee, who is casting them out? The Hittites, and the Gegashites, and the Amorites, huh? and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, serving nations greater and mightier than you. So there is no way you can conquer them with your strength because God himself has said that the nation you are going to face them, they are greater and stronger than you. I am telling you something. The fact that the enemy can come to our camp and still something means that <laughs> we don't have the strength we have to even sometimes keep what we have. We must need God. Because the enemy knows the state of where you are because he has dealt with generations after you. And you know, you see, one of the things that make you can't just deal with the devil with carnality is that the temptation, the stealing and the killing and the destroying, he has been doing it for thousands of years. And once you do something for thousands of years, you have an experience. Number two, the devil has a record of everybody. You may not know who your great-grandfather is, but Satan knows. So it's not possible to face him with carnality. It's not possible to face him with your senses. If you have to recover whatever the devil has stolen from you, then you cannot sit here and be discouraged. Discouragement is a spirit that causes you to give up. It is a spirit that causes you to walk and pretend you are okay, but deep down in your heart you have given up. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. It means that he overcame discouragement. Now, discouragement causes people to cry. Come back to 1 Samuel chapter 30. Go to verse number 1 and let me see something. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekite has invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. Watch this. And has taken the women captive that were therein and slew not any, neither great nor small, but carried them away and went on their way. Wow. And David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire. Some of them, their wife has told them that today will cook your Lord's rife. Some of them, Benkwe Fetri Dechi. Some of them, lie soup with plain rice. Some of them, contomere with Kobe, corner beef, cocoa, and bayere. What about the salad? With slight egg on top of it. The one that really, I'm sure, Abigail, cook kotoje with katenkwai and rice balls with with wele inside what about dessert so these people were coming home with joy we are coming to eat and when they came they realized that bent no wife no children listen to what they did and the bible said the, and david and the people that were with him lifted their voice and wept until they have no power to weep. Give me the New Living Translation. Look at this. Wow. Huh. They wept until they couldn't weep no more. NIV. 
So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. Message Bible. Watch this. Has it ever happened to you? David and his men burst out in loud wails, wept and wept until they were exhausted with weeping. Come back and stay with King James. Exhausted. It means that you want to continue weeping, but the strength to weep is not there. Now, listen. As long as you stay in verse 4, you can never recover. It means that there are something God cannot do for me and you. It's not possible. I told you one day eh, that any step of faith that makes only God responsible for the outcome is an irresponsible faith. Because when it comes to faith, eh, God wants man to play part. What does the rod of Moses have to do with dividing a sea? I'm asking you a question. What does the rod? But if God just divides the sea without Moses lifting the rod, then the responsibility is only on God. So when it comes to raising the dead, it is man's responsibility to roll away the stone. It is God's responsibility to call the dead. They wept until they have no power to weep again. And as long as you are weeping, discouragement is in the place. Watch this. Then after people weep, weep, and they have no strength, huh? then there's another thing. Go to verse 6. Huh? There's another thing. And David was greatly distressed. Distress is another way. Look at the New Living Translation. Watch this. Look at the New Living Translation. David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord is God. NIV version. I don't like this one too much. Huh? David was greatly what? Distress. David was greatly what? Distress. Give me the GNT Bible. Let me see how that, that translates. David was now in great what? Trouble. Because his men were... Give me the Amplified Version. David was greatly distressed. For the men spoke spark of stoning him. Because the soul of them all were bitterly grieved. Each man for his sons and daughters. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So you see, you need a combination of the two. You can have the courage, the spirit of courage, but you may be weak. So you strengthen yourself, not in yourself, but in the Lord. Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It means that don't be strong in yourself. Uh. Amen. The King James said, and, eh, and David was greatly distressed. And the people's pack was stoning him. So distress is another word for weariness. It's another word for apprehension. It's another word for weakness of strength. And weakness in your spirit. It's a word that is connected to the word discouragement. And the Bible said that the people's pack was stoning him. It means that now the people are so grieved that they've forgotten he's a leader. This is what I call the price for leadership. When everything goes where you are a good leader. When something goes wrong, the prophet Anna, mm -mm -mm. this is your stone. The price for leadership. Amen. Every man is grieved for his sons and daughters. But, 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 it's going to contradict everything. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now listen, the moment you deal with the spirit of discouragement, you step into prayer. Hear this. It is not possible for you to be discouraged and pray at the same time. 
When you step into the spirit of discouragement, that is where you start blaming God. That is where you start accusing God for what has happened to you. That is why you start entering the spirit of accusation. And this is the danger. <laughs> you cannot accuse God and expect him to help you. Because you cannot help anybody who the person thinks you are his problem. So that the very time you think God is your problem, you render God powerless to help you. That is why the just shall live by faith. You can never attract God's attention with the spirit of discouragement. Paul said, be anxious of nothing. Be careful for nothing. Entertain no thought with everything by prayer, with supplication and thanksgiving. Thank God for David. He encouraged himself in the Lord. David encouraged himself what? In the Lord. Himself what? In the Lord. And immediately the spirit of courage came, which has dealt, the spirit of courage dealt with the spirit of discouragement because that is the opposite. You cannot have courage and have discourage at the same time. Once courage is in discouragement, you leave. One discouragement, their courage will go. So David encouraged himself. It means that if you have to recover, you must deal with discouragement. It doesn't matter the amount of tongues you are speaking because some of you hide behind tongues. You are speaking in tongues, but God is checking your heart. And David was greatly encouraged himself. Look at your neighbor and encourage yourself in the Lord. That means that everybody has lost something. Did a guy disappointed you? It's a sign of Amalekite. Did you lose your job? Did you took care of a guy when he was entering university after he finished? He said, you, mm -hmm. I want to marry a rabbi. You are not a rabbi. Amen. Were you divorced? Were you separated? Somebody taking your husband? In the midst, whatever your story is, you must deal with discouragement. <laughs> Lost ministry. Because as long as you are discouraged, nothing will change. Fail examination, home tearing apart, losing your job, business going down. Whatever it is you are dealing with, you have to deal with the spirit of discouragement. And David encouraged himself. When he was weeping, he was discouraged. But the moment he encouraged himself, he stopped weeping. So as long as you have secret tears, discouragement is there. Because some of you will not weep for us to see, but when you are in the bedroom. Anytime you are tossing in the bed, you are not sleeping, discouragement is there. Anytime you are having sleepless night, discouragement is there. Oh, there is another one. I call it Avenue of Recovery. Avenue of Recovery. The first avenue of recovery is forgiveness. Mm. So listen, you can never recover holding somebody in your heart. And once you are living in bitterness and resentment, discouragement is there. This is another powerful thing I'm going to release on you. Anytime you have never forgiven somebody, the person controls you. And he controls your destiny. Anytime you hold somebody in your heart, that person is in charge of your destiny. And you are not moving any inch. This is why God doesn't want you to hold anybody. That's, let me take it higher. Anytime you forgive somebody, you are not doing the person a favor. So if I've ever offended you and you have to forgive you, you are not doing me a favor. 
You are doing your own self a favor. Former boyfriend, former husband, former wife, former boss, former job, former uh, 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 brother Yakusko, brother Sukwanda, the one that you ate your life soup. If you are clapping, we're Christian. What did I say? Huh? He borrowed your grandfather's farm, five acres, and we did for five years. And I mean what I'm saying. He did cassava farm. One acre cassava, another one yam, another one cabbage. So five acres, don't forget about that. There's another one for a maize. And after that, he took, harvest all the farm and left without paying nothing. Wow. When we're in school, there's something we learn. It's called idiomatical expression. Amen. To rain cat and dogs. It's a preposition means to rain heavy. Mm-hmm. So all this things has happened. No problem. Once you are holding them in unforgiveness, you don't have avenue for recovery. God will never cause you to recover if you are holding somebody. Because if God blesses you in unforgiveness, it will lead you to a higher dimension of pride. And once you are wealthy in unforgiveness, the next thing you do is to commit murder. You will kill. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope you are not holding anything against me. Like if your husband and wife, you ask him, ask him, ask him, ask him. Sometimes people can marry and they are walking around. You think that they are married, okay, but before you know, somebody is holding something. Amen. And David was greatly disabled. David encouraged himself in the Lord. And the next verse, the, the next verse said that, and David said to Abeta, the priest, Ahimelech's son, that is the only one left, so kill all those houses. I pray thee, bring me the effort. And Abiata brought the effort to David. So now, that is exactly what you are doing. You are seeking the face of God. You are not just sitting there and folding your hands. I have lost something, but my Redeemer living. I have lost something. Oh my. But there is a God that can bring recovery. The Lord bless the hand that is clapping. I have lost something. Amen. Verse 8 said that, and David inquire of the Lord. Say, first question, shall I pursue? That means I don't pursue with your strength. Ask God. The second point I want to make is that the reason you have to ask God is that it's not everything you need to recover. you come alive some more. I'm, I'm expecting you to come alive a little better. There are things that God intentionally makes sure you lose them because you don't need them. Hear this. Abraham cannot pray that you want to recover Lot. So much as we are doing recovery, it is not everything God wants you to get it back. So it is important to seek God when you are ready to recover. Shall I? Shall I pursue after this truth? Shall I overtake them? Hmm? Shall I pursue after this truth? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him and said, 
For thou shalt surely what? Overtake them. And without fail. Without what? Who is talking to David? Without what? Faith. You will do what? Recover them all. Lift up your hand and say, I will surely recover. That means that there are times that you have to rejoice when you don't feel like rejoicing. In the midst of all the trouble, you have to come to church and dance. Hallelujah. After you are disappointed, you have to look in the mirror, stand in the mirror, <laughs> and you have to encourage yourself, look in the mirror and say to yourself. Now, the only way you talk to yourself is when you are standing in the mirror. So look to the mirror and look at yourself and say, hey, and I say, you are going to make it. How many are ready to recover something? Talk to yourself. Find a mirror. If you don't have one, go and buy one. If you walk around the streets, like you see some brown mirror with the wood around, put it there. Look at the mirror straight and tell yourself, Jane, you are going to make it. Amen. And tell yourself that you don't have a choice. You have to make it. of some of you looking at the mirror and insulting yourself. Enough of looking at the mirror and speaking bad about yourself. You cannot be different from your thinking. And David encouraged himself. I can see David say, boy, you can do this. You can make it. You can make it. You have to walk around every time, wake up in the morning and say, girl, I'm going to make it. It doesn't matter. I may lose my job, but I'm going to make it. I may lose money, but I'm going to make it. Somebody has disappointed me, but I'm going to make it. I may have lost a lot of things in life. Everybody has deserted me. Father, mother, brothers, sisters. But hey, boy, you are going to make it. I love what David said. Why are thou cast down? Why is your soul cast down? Huh? He said, hope thou in God. So David started talking to him. He said, my soul, why have that cast down? Hope thou in God. So David started talking to himself. So he speak to his soul. Why are you cast down? Don't do that. You cannot be hopeless because there is a, there is a God who is serving his alive. So listen. Hopelessness is lack of confidence in your God. No matter what you have gone through. There is nothing you have gone through that somebody has never been through the West where God has turned it around. I'm teaching. Amen. Look at your neighbors. I don't know about you, but I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. No, tell to somebody. Talk to somebody. Use the person as a mirror and say, I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to make it. How am I going to make it? Psalm 91 verse 2. I'm going to make it. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I trust. Yeah. I'm going to make it. Why am I going to make it? I will say of the Lord. They that dwell in the secret place of the Most High, they shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fort, my God in Him. Trust. Surely, if I have to recover, He will deliver me from the snare of the fowl and from the noisome pestilence. He will cover me with His feathers, and under His wings I trust. His truth shall be my shield and my buckler. Hey, I can confidently say, Thousands shall fall by my side. That shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flare by day. I don't even need that one. Nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasted a news day. I love what he said, a thousand shall fall by your side. And ten thousand at your right hand, but they will not come near your dwelling. I am going to make it. Because only with my eyes I already hold and see the reward of the wicked. Somebody understand what I'm talking about? Talk to yourself. This is the keys for recovery. Ah! God permitted you to lose something so that he can take glory out of your recovery. And I read the Bible and I said that, and the Lord, and the Lord blessed Job and gave him double. And the latter part of Job was more blessed than the beginning. The man has recovered all. The man has recovered. He didn't only recover, but it has been doubled. There is something about God. Anytime you ask him something, either he give you exactly what you ask, he give you more than how do I know that? I will do exceedingly, abundantly, far about. Tell somebody I'm going to make it. I lost my marriage, but I'm going to make it. I lost my family, but I'm going to make it. I lost my job, but I'm going to make it. Coronavirus has made the things for me, but I'm going to make it. David encouraged himself in the Lord. If you didn't lose something, how would you know your God is loving and powerful? Wow. How many are ready to make it? Yeah. I'm going to make it. Sometimes it's very debatable to talk about Paul in connection with the Hebrew Bible. But that's my personality. Don't mind me. I believe it is Paul that wrote the book of Hebrews. Hallelujah. But I love what he said in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 5 and 6. Wow. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with certain things that you have. For he has said, I will never, that is the only place I want. I will never forsake you nor leave you. Never. This is a vow. God said, as long as you encourage yourself, I, God, will never forsake you. Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's not everything God can do. That's true. It's not everything God can do. One of the things God cannot do is that he cannot lie. I have frustrated you a little bit, but I brought you back to the track. That is a fact. God cannot lie. So it's not everything God can do. So when God said that, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, then believe it because he cannot lie. Now listen, English, I didn't say God does not lie. Me and you can lie. But God can't. Let me explain. If God is lying to somebody that this lady is wearing a white shirt, even though in reality is blue, the moment God says white, you change to become white. Because can, let there be light. Because he cannot lie. Because he cannot lie, it comes as he says it. So that it doesn't become a lie. 
Amen. God cannot lie. So you now agree with me as well. Everything God can do. This is what we put my confidence in His word. Because if He says in me, we say, and we may, for He has said, I will never forsake you nor leave you. Look at verses that we may, so that we may boldly say, because of verse five, last one, we may boldly say, we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not, be, I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Oh no, I wish I can get the right people. Oh, girl, you are going to make it. Boy, you are going to make it. And you don't have a choice. You got to make it. You got to make You can't disappoint us. You got to make it. And you are going to make it. I don't care what your past has been like. You are going to make it. Because God will not consult your past to determine your future. Ah, 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 ah. He can lift you from the horrible pit and the married clay and set your feet on the rock to stand. He's the only one who can take nothing and make something out of it. From zero to hero, from nothing to something, from nobody to somebody. Oh Lord, I wish somebody is clapping better. I wish somebody is giving the Lord a better sound of praise. I wish somebody is celebrating Jesus. Wow. Tell your neighbor what a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. <laughs> oh, you have to make it. God has the tendency of picking up a nobody to become a somebody in front of everybody without asking anybody. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. He has the tendency of picking a nobody and making them somebody in front of everybody without asking anybody. That means I tell your neighbor, God will not consult you to bless me. Tell your neighbor, God, no. Because God knows that. God knows I want to, when he brought here, tell the person, God knows. So, if God has to consult our brothers and sisters to bless us, none of us will be where we are. That we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Who is your helper? Not that boyfriend that left you. The way you are crying means that that becomes your helper. Amen. It's not that job that you lost. That's not your helper. You go to the office tomorrow, they say you are fired. Begin to dance. Because why should we dance because you are fired? All things work too. <laughs> if you are Job and you have 6,000 camels and the devil has come to attack you, now you have 12,000. After they come, you invite the devil and say, Satan, can you come again? Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Tell your neighbor you have to make it. You don't have a choice. After David encouraged himself in the Lord, he prayed and inquired of the Lord. <laughs> and he asked two questions. Shall I pursue after them? Are you going to hand them over to me? First Samuel. 
chapter number 30. Jump to verse number 30. Let's see the recovery rate, how it happened. And David said unto him, when God told him to pursue the troop and overtaking them, he met an Amalekite. Eh? He met an Egyptian. Now watch it. And David said unto him, come back to verse number 10 and let me see something. That's why I was looking to the Bible. I didn't want to read it all. But David pursued he and 400 men for 200 abode behind. This time he learned the strategy. So he left 200 and took 400 away. That was what he's supposed to do at first. Huh? Which were so faint that they could not go over to Brook Besson. It means that the 200 there, so they, they still cry. And it's better you don't carry them to war because they will die before a sword comes. So they be sure not trophy. And he took 400. That has also encouraged themselves. Now watch this. And they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread and he did eat. And they made him drink water because the guy was weak. Watch this. And they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when they had eaten, his spirit came again to him, for he has eaten no bread. This is where it is very important. If you want to sow good things, sow good things into people's life. You cannot sow evil and expect to reap good. This is an Egyptian. David gave him food, for he has eaten no bread, nor drank any water three days and three nights. What will be the help from this guy? And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou? And whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt. I am a young man of Egypt servant to an Amalekite. And my master left me because three days ago I fell sick. So when they were going to invade Ziklag, this guy was among them. He was an Egyptian captured servant under Amalekite master. And when they were going to war, because those when you were slaves and you fall sick, they just drop you somewhere. So David then revived the guy. But the guy fell sick because the guy is the one that is going to lead them to their enemies. Ah. Watch this. Watch this. This is very important for you to understand. We made, now listen to the guy is giving them information. The guy doesn't know David. He said, we made an invasion upon the south of the, of the Cheratites and upon the coast which belonged to Judah and upon the south of Caleb and we burned Ziglag with fire. So immediately David said, Woo, this guy, watch this. And David said unto him, Can thou bring me down to this company where you came from that you came to invade a place? Can you take me there? Can you bring me there? And he said, Swear unto me by God. This is Egyptian. He saw that these guys are Hebrews. He could detect that they are children of God. He says, swear to me by God that thou will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master and I will bring you down to this company. No problem. We are not going to kill you. Now watch this. And when he has brought him down, behold, they were spreading abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they have taken out of the land of the Philistines. Go to the New Living Translation. I want them to understand this place very, very well. Huh? So he led David to them. And they found the Amalekites spread out across the field, eating and drinking and dancing with joy because of the vast amount of plunder they have taken from the Philistine and the land of Judah. Watch this. And David and his men rushed in among them. 
and slaughtered them throughout that night. And the entire next day until the evening, these guys are something else. Later, the book of Samuel described the way these people have killed. Some of them can kill until the sword will cleave into the hand. It means that in Sano, Akasod, Uje, Obiema, Inyeyi. It's not the villain don't that kill giant. These people, some of them, they were giant killers. If you want to kill giant, follow giant killers. Ah. Watch this. Come back to the King James. <laughs> huh? And David smoothed them from the train light even to the evening of the next day. And they escaped not, not a man of them. Huh? Save 400 young men which rode upon camels and fled. Those one fled because they have camels. And they cannot run and overtook camels. But apart from that, David killed every one of them. And I love the next verse. Wow. And David recovered all. And David recover all. And David recover all. That the Amalekite has carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them. Neither small nor great. Neither sons or daughters. Neither spoil or anything. So even the thing they took from David, they couldn't enjoy it. Come back to verse number 18. Let me go to the New Living Translation. You will understand it better. Hallelujah. Watch this. And David got back everything the Amalekite has taken. He got back what? I declare you are going to get back everything. I say you are going to get back everything. Everything that Amalekite has taken. And he rescued his two wives. Next verse. Nothing was missing. Small nor great. Sons or daughter. Nor anything else that has been taken. David brought everything back. Come back to King James. <laughs> I love it. So, and there was nothing lacking up to them. Neither small nor great, neither sons or daughters, neither spoil, nor anything that they have taken to them. David did what? She recovered all. The God of divine recovery. Amen. Look at the next verse. You'll love it. And David took all the flocks and the heads which they have driven before those other cattle and said, this is David's spoil. So you know what? The other countries, the things that they catch, the spoil, they all us added to David. So you will not just recover what is lost. So. That is what God said, I will restore the years. Verse number, the next verse. And David came to, to the 200 men which were so faint that they could not follow David, whom they have made also to abide at the brook Bessel. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. Today you must recover all. Yeah. I say you must recover all. God said, pursue and overtake and do what? And David recovered all that Amalekite has taken away. And David rescued his two wives. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Recovery can never happen with discouragement. 
you can never recover when you are discouraged. Whatever has happened to you that you are not happy, there is a reason God permitted it. If you can encourage yourself in the Lord, your tomorrow will be far better than your today. This is how it works. It is not possible to follow Christ without trouble. Faith does not make things easy. Can I say that again? Being a child of faith, a son or daughter of faith, faith does not make things easy. It only makes it possible. Faith does not. The Bible didn't promise everybody an easy road. We must through much tribulation to enter the kingdom of God. There is nobody God called that were not tested. Everybody will be tested. Whatever comes after you is not supposed to kill you. Now, it is scriptural for you to be challenged. But it's unscriptural for you to be defeated. Yes. I want to say that again. It is scriptural for you to be challenged because everybody will be challenged. But it's unscriptural for you to be defeated. Why? Because you are more than a conqueror. So the fact that something come after you does not mean you have to be defeated. If David continue crying, he wouldn't have recovered. If you continue in discouragement, so you cannot be discouraged at the same time and celebrate. Nobody can walk in discouragement and recover. The greatest enemy to recovery is discouragement. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. It means that when all the men were crying, remember there were even 200 men, when they were going, they were still crying. And because they were crying, they couldn't go. Other people brought their wife. We have not come here by accident. There was a time in our life that our building was locked. Things were thrown out. Everybody come to church sitting down and depressed. But I encouraged myself in the Lord. Amen. If I'm still sitting in Tamar crying, I'll not be in Porter City. One day I was standing here, the Lord asked me, here and there, which one do you like? Now hear this. If you stop crying, eh, this is what I love Joseph. He said, God has made me to forget. That guy could have been discouraged. He could have even committed suicide. I am in prison for something I've not done. And, 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 and what have I done to be here? I can see David talking to the butler. When you go, remember me. Because I have here under false accusation. I am in prison for accusation of rape and I'm a virgin. The psychology of that one alone can kill you. But if you studied Jacob, Joseph, she was never discouraged. He was rather encouraging people in a prison. Why are you cast down? Life is good. Get up interpreting dreams and ministering to people. You cannot win with discouragement. It is one of the spirits that we are used to shut ministries. A lot of pastors come to me and they can tell me, Papa, pray for me. I've tried everything. It's not a prayer I won't pray, but I can sense discouragement. And you cannot put an, a new wine and old wine skin. Once you are discouraged, my prayer is impotent. Not even God can work with a discouraged person. 
Whatever you have been through, it is important to encourage yourself in the Lord. It doesn't matter. There is nothing you are going to, you are going through that somebody has not gone through the worst. No. Job lost all his children in one day. Lost all property. He was the richest man in the East with integrity. And yeah, do you think it was easy for Job to pray for his friends? These are the people that accuse him falsely. So Job has have another spirit to pray for people who accuse him of something he didn't do. And no wonder the Bible, but God has to test that Job chapter 42. Let me read from verse number 10 that way. Watch this. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he has prayed for his friends. So God didn't mix that one. It means that Job has every right to resent them. Job has every right to be angry and keep them in the heart and say, you people have accused me for things I have not done. They blame him. They even told him that you have committed a sin. If you have never seen this thing, will not happen. take your time and read the book of Job. But the Bible said, Job will never get a recovery if he has never forgiven. Avenues of recovery. You can only pray for somebody you are forgiven. And pray genuinely. Because when you pray, you may open your mouth, but God is checking your heart. Mm. When God checked Job, has he you know genuinely, Job loved these people that has falsely accused him. And Job, and the moment he prayed for them, the Lord turned the captivity of Job. When he has prayed for his friend, also the Lord gave him twice as much as before. So recovery, restoration can never come. When you are walking in bitterness, resentment, you are mean, you are antagonistic, cantankerous. With swinging moves and angry with everybody, including yourself. And you are just walking around. There are people in church, every, they are angry with everybody. You can never recover with that spirit. It is, it is, it's exciting to get around people with, a, with, 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 with what I call a joyful spirit. It's, it's, it's like, it, listen, I love people who laugh. I love people who smile. Sometimes they can be very annoying, but it's nice. Because when you expect them to squeeze their face, then they are smiling. But that's it. I even read somewhere that when you, when you are fond of smiling, you can increase your, your, your years. Why is it every time you are like you are baptized in lemon juice? Good morning. Who? How are you? Discouragement. The spirit of discouragement. It has killed nations. May the Lord never give a discouraged precedence. No, it could cause you. Discouraged ministers. Discouraged. Hallelujah. Discouragement is a trusted weapon of the devil. When he launched that attack on you and you, you receive it, your business has ended. Your company has ended. Your marriage has ended. Because Abraham hope against hope. It means he was never discouraged. He was never in despair. He hoped against hope. Ha! Why are that cast down my soul? Why are that disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. So David spoke to his soul. There's something about David and his soul. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul. He did a lot of things with his soul. He made sure that his soul is not down. I want you to pray. What area of your life have you been discouraged? Marriage delay, there is a reason for it. Childbirth delay, there is a reason for it. 
Nothing just happens. Whilst you are discouraged and me and sitting down, God is using that situation to get glory. Because listen to me, sometimes your situation is a result of fulfillment of prophecy. Today, one of my daughters walked to me and is talking about <laughs> sometimes he has a revelation and a prophecy about good things that is going to happen. And it doesn't go the way it is. And I say, I can explain to you. I am a third mashah in that place. I told her, I said, listen, God can show you the end, but he will not show you the process. Never. When Joseph had the dream that his father and mother is bowing, God didn't show him that there's a prison attached to it. And the reason he showed you the end is that whatever happened, you must not be discouraged. Watch this. Let us go to the other side. The target is the other side. So if the storm rises and you say you are perishing, then you have forgotten the other side. The reason Jesus slept in the boat is that as far as Jesus is concerned, the destination is the other side and nothing in between can stop. So God is so humorous to show you the end so that in between you can trust his word and not be discouraged. That's what it is, boy. So some of you, uh, the reason you have discouraged is that you have forgotten what God said. If these disciples remember apostles that you are going to the other side, then the storm is irrelevant. As far as Joseph is concerned, one day I'm going to be a king. One day I'm going to be a prime minister. I saw it in a dream. I cannot be discouraged in prison. I cannot be. So whenever you take Joseph there, he go there as, a, as, the, as the lowest person before you know he's the head. Potiphar's as he became the head. Prison, even the prison officer left the job for him. By the time he go to the palace, he's not the president. Nobody walk in discouragement and fulfill their destiny. Never. Boys disappointed, you are not the first. You will not be the last. I've told you. Amen. Yeah. My girl was telling me, Daddy, I don't know. You don't know that he even broke my virginity. I said, you have to thank God that he broke it for you. <laughs> no. The things, you are, the things that you are getting discouraged about. Some people have gone through worse things. Worse. There is nothing that could happen to you that is more than crucifixion. Jesus was so encouraged that he prayed for those who are crucifying him. Father, forgive them. Just in case you are planning to kill them, forgive them. The Lord said, why should I forgive these wicked people? He said, they don't know what they are doing. Forgive them. He, he found a reason to forgive. Avenues of recovery. Amen. What, the, what, what, what a joy it is to live a peaceful life. Hmm? Don't leave your, your home as a wife with resentment. Don't leave your home as a, your husband with resentment. Don't. If you hang up, if you want to get close to me, you'll be offended. When people want to get close to anointed people. It's not easy to hang around people who are anointed because they are very unpredictable. Amen. It, I come right from Jesus. Jesus can tell you, oh, blessed are thou, Peter. <laughs> Simon Bajona, you have downloaded from heaven. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. 
Oh, I will build my church upon your rock of Peter. The next chapter, Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. What about that? So whilst your head is swelling, then another bullet comes. You are the one that we are celebrating now, you are Satan. Cannot predict. You hang around anointed people, anything can happen. Especially if you become carnal and you say things you are not supposed to say. Look at your neighbor and say, the way your face is, I sense there's a little discouragement in you. Tell them, tell them. Amen. Today we are going to pray. People are failing exam, they are discouraged. I read something of Abraham Lincoln. Wow. The guy fail, 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 fail. Until when you, you hear fail, then he turn. Fail Congress, fail standing as a vice president, fail several times. And after all the attempts of failing, I think around the age of 60, he became the president of America. And he was one of the successful presidents of America. So failure is no defeat. No, there's too much discouragement in the church. People are pretending. A lot of, look at your neighbor and say, I know you are pretending. Tell the person, I know. No, a lot of people are walking around with nice hair. And today that wig has come, everybody's wearing some. You can easily be deceived by their wig. Under the wig is a heavy duty discouragement. Today, release it. Let it go. Let it go. Hope thou in God. All t- he said that, that God said, I will never forsake you nor leave you. That we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. If God be for you, can be against you. Wow. Huh? I love what he said in the book of Jeremiah. Is anything too hard? Ah. <laughs> the God of all possibilities. Have you lost money? You are not defeated. Amen. Have you lost marriage? You are still a beautiful lady. Walk around. Look good. If you see a woman who has lost marriage and is not looking good, discouragement are setting. When you are discouraged, you can't even take care of yourself. There is something about discouragement. Your raster can be there for one year. Different things. Discouragement you need to do. You have not done it, but you are losing your hair. Natural hair. It's a strong spirit of the devil. Discouragement. It makes men become impotent. They think until they cannot fire. So most of the thing that is happening to your husband that is lying down is discouragement. When you are discouraged, because a man, you have to take it in your mind before you descend to other place. If the mind is full of baggage and things, oh, one day God led me to pray prayer. I say, pray that you will not carry anything that I have not given you to carry. And drop all excess luggage. Come unto me, all ye that have laid in a heavily, and I will give you rest. Jesus, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. Matthew chapter 11 from verse 28. And you shall find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus said, I have a yoke, but it's easy. If you don't drop the yoke and take my yoke, the one you are carrying will be heavy. My yoke is easy and my burden is what? Light. It means that your burden is heavy. So take the burdens. Take the burden of Jesus Christ. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. When you are, when you have the spirit of courage, oh, I love and David encouraged himself. I remember when they threw our things away. One day I was, I was crying. I didn't want mommy to know that I was crying because I was getting all kinds of bullets. This man of God called me and said, I don't think God has called you. This one called me and said, This is a case. This one called me and said, You have to relocate from Ghana. And I was crying. 
I went to our guest room, I was crying, and literally I heard the footsteps. And I could hear the Lord come here and tell me that. What are you doing here crying, foolish boy? And he asked me three questions. Number one, the building is it for you? Is it your church? And he told me, and the next one is what woke me up. Show me John the Baptist Church building. Ah. I said, I had it from God. I came back the next day. I said, we are doing the fasting in the street. And the Lord told me, John the Baptist was in the bush. People were leaving town to go there. It is one of the scriptures that brought me here. If you are not heard from God, you'll be confused. Show me John the Baptist building. Standing in the street and preaching the gospel. If I got discouraged, you would never be here. Other pastors who thought my ministry has ended. Today I have become a source of encouragement to them. No, some of them, I'm telling If you continue in discouragement, they will reinforce what they have said. If you stay in courage, they will change their language. Do you know the things I heard? I'm standing here. Don't end up underrated. Sure. It is when trouble comes that you see those who love you. Don't ever deceive yourself. I'm telling you. <laughs> Amen. And when it happens that those who want to take strength that they are powerful. Because your weakness can make people feel powerful. But I encourage myself in the Lord. Lift up your two and stand to your feet. There is only one thing I want you to pray. The grace for courage. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The grace to walk in divine courage. That from now to the time you died 120, let no situation ever discourage you. Amen. Today you are going to go into a covenant with the Lord. The Lord release grace. Now, nothing, nobody can be great in the kingdom outside of grace. Behind every greatness, there is grace. Grace is God's strength in your weakness. Yes, Lord. There is something I saw about grace. I find it somewhere. Grace is when God gives us good things that we don't deserve. Mercy is when he spares us of bad things we deserve. Blessing is when he is generous with both grace and mercy. I love it. So, grace is when God gives us things we don't deserve. Mercy is when God spares us from things that we deserve. Blessing is when they combine the two and give it to you. <laughs> so when you are blessed you are enjoy God's generous grace and mercy where you're supposed to punish you overlook it and when everybody says you are not qualified God give it to you so prophet Nana maybe I'm enjoying both if you meet me and you are angry why God is blessing me me myself I can't explain that's what it is that is why I know that my sons and daughters will be great and I pray God that Lord let my children be far greater than me amen I pray that prayer from the dogma because greater works you do than I did. Both spiritual, biological, my, my sons in the ministry, I say, Lord, let them be greater. When they are time, can let them do more than I have done. The business one among them, let them be the envy of their environment. No, 
no, no father wants to wish his children down. It's, it's, it's enjoyable to see them rise up great. And one occasion, all of them has come. Everybody is carrying money in a sack. I don't know what to do with it. Lift up your two hands. Somebody shout grace. Don't forget, grace is having what you don't deserve. People say you don't deserve, but God will give it to you. Amen. Lord, if there is any spirit of discouragement in me, let the power of God kill it. Amen. Release grace upon my life to walk as David walked. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. 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 Say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As I lift my voice in prayer. I lift my voice in prayer. I come from above. I come from above. Grace. Grace. Never to be discouraged. Never to Lift up your voice and pray. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Grace. Grace to walk in. Grace. The spirit of courage. Open your mouth. Grace never to be discouraged, oh God. Grace. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Belt Prayer Center, P.O. Box GP21421, Accra. Telephone plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.